You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Welcome to your second episode this week. This is going to be your Tuesday episode, obviously, for the Locked On Rams pod. And I appreciate you guys for checking back in with me here once again. We're going to dive into a couple of interesting things in this episode. The first and second segment are going to be dedicated to the final three mock drafts that you guys sent me a few weeks ago for our Mock Draft Monday segments. I wanted to make sure that we were going to get through everyone's submissions. So I appreciate you guys for shooting those over initially. And then we're going to move into a mock draft, a seven-round mock from Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic. And then lastly, to top it all off, I'm going to share a few dream and nightmare scenarios that I think the Rams could ultimately go with at the number 57th pick. A couple of guys that I think would be absolute home runs. A couple of guys that I don't think would represent the best value. So we'll save that for the end. And we're going to dive right into some of these mock drafts to begin. And the very first one is from Mike Vela at Mike underscore Reca 11. He had one yesterday that I covered, and this is a different one with trades. And I don't know how he actually swindled this trade here, but he moved the 57th overall pick, a second rounder, obviously from the Rams, and the 141st pick for the 29th overall pick to the Green Bay Packers. I don't know how he got a end of the first round pick for just that, but somehow did it and ultimately got to pick at number 29. And he had one more trade later in the draft, which was kind of inconsequential, but we're going to go through the picks first. Number 29 goes with Jason Owe, ad rusher out of Penn State. Number 88, Pete Werner, linebacker, Ohio State. 103, Deo Odeyingbo, ad rusher from Vanderbilt. 110, Kendrick Green, guard slash center out of Illinois. And 252, Sam Ellinger, quarterback out of Texas. So not a lot of draft picks, obviously. Had to get rid of a few, trying to trade up and stuff. I think twice he moved up. So obviously cost a little bit of the draft capital there. Maybe not realistic in terms of getting up to 29. I don't think the Rams are going to even try to trade up. And if they do, I definitely don't think they have enough capital to actually move up to 29. But still fascinating to see that you pull that one off. And I really like the direction that you actually went with there. 29, Jason Owe. I love that pick. He's very raw. He needs to learn a lot of the development when it comes to being a true pass rusher. Still needs to refine his pass rush plan. Needs to be able to win more often. Better hand usage. More pass rushing moves. All of that stuff. I mean, he is nowhere near being ready in terms of a complete style of player. But when you look at the athleticism, this is one of the most athletic edge rushers that has ever come out, according to the numbers at his pro day. He absolutely blew it out of the water. And I watched this tape, and I think I've seen enough on his tape to actually get me intrigued about his potential development at the next level. I know a lot of guys have this potential development, and they almost never reach it, it feels like. But I've seen Owe win outside of tackles through the face of a tackle, across the face of a tackle. I've seen some good pass rush plans in there, a lot of effort. Obviously, the athleticism was very visible on the tape too. So clearly a guy that I think does have it at the next level can get that tapped and pulled out of him with a good coach. And I think that's a home run addition at that spot. I love that trade up. I would specifically target a guy like Owe if the Rams were ultimately to trade up. Moving on, Pete Werner, love the addition of another linebacker here. Obviously, an off-ball linebacker this time, not a pass rusher. You're going to shore up that spot. Potential starter there. Can't go wrong there. With Odeingbo, I like that pick as well. I thought he did pretty well at the senior bowl as a defensive lineman. Played a little bit inside, played a little bit outside. 
clearly was a guy that had a lot of juice at the Senior Bowl. I thought he did very well in his one-on-one pass rushing reps, so another pick I like. At 110, Kendrick Green. Everyone knows how I feel about him at this point in time. Love this pick. You get a starting center or a guard, I guess, if you want, but I definitely think he projects best as a center at the next level. At pick 110, can't go wrong with that. I think he's the perfect and seamless fit for a zone scheme center. Exactly what Sean McVay wants when he's trying to run those outside zone concepts. Makes a ton of sense there. And I haven't gotten to watch Ellinger, which was your last pick, but makes sense going with the quarterback. The Rams could use a little bit more at that position. You stash him on the practice squad, I presume. Let him kind of develop there. So really like this draft. This one is going to get a B plus from me. I probably would have went a little bit different with some of those mid-round picks, but the O-way and green picks I thought were outstanding. And I do like the actual different approach with the trade-up, which we haven't seen just yet. Moving on to the next one from David Cliff at David Cliff. He shot me over a good one here. Nice and straightforward. No trades. Number 57 goes Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback from Florida State. 88, Jameen Davis, linebacker from Kentucky. 103, Josh Palmer, wide receiver from Tennessee. 141, Kendrick Green, guard center, Illinois. 209, Malcolm Kuntz, Ed Rusher from Buffalo, and 252, Riley Cole, linebacker from South Alabama. I really like this draft. You know, Asante Samuel at 57, that is a home run addition in my opinion. I think if you can get your hands on a guy like that, you plug and play him at that nickel spot. You don't even think twice about it. He's so pro-ready in my opinion. He has some size concerns, but it's very minimalized when you actually put him into the slot. That's why those guys often have to move to the nickel position, and that's exactly where he perfectly fits for the Rams. So an amazing drop to 57 at that spot. 88, Jameen Davis, we've talked about a million times, I feel like, on here. That's a home run pick. Josh Palmer is a different wide receiver name that we've seen. I think he's very well-rounded, doesn't really have any one elite trait, but kind of reminds me of a guy like Van Jefferson in terms of being able to do a little bit of everything. So that is an interesting pick. And by the way, he is also Canadian. So you get some brownie points from me on that one. 141, Kendrick Green talked about him many times on here. Starting guard, starting center, talked about him just a second ago in the first mock draft. And I have not watched the last two players, but you address two more needs with an edge rusher as well as an off-ball linebacker. This draft is absolutely outstanding in my opinion. This one gets an A-plus from me. I don't know that you could do much more. I might have went a little bit of a different route at 103 instead of going with Josh Palmer, maybe a different style of receiver or a different position depending on what was available. But my opinion, that was a home run draft. You can't go wrong with that one. A-plus, well done. And that takes us into a break. And right after the break, we're going to dive into the final two drafts. That was one shot over by a listener and two done by Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic. So that's going to be fun. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing and bet online even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV. Get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's also free to sign up. You just got to go ahead to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage. Welcome back to the second segment of this Tuesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. We're going to continue with where we left off in the first segment. And that was covering some of these drafts 
that were sent in to me by listeners, as well as one more seven-round mock draft from the Athletics' Jordan Rodrigue. And as you guys probably heard me say a few seconds ago, make sure to actually go to the Odyssey app or to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 and actually go listen to our picks. We had every single Locked On podcast host represent their team and make a selection for the first round as well as the teams that did not have first round picks like the Rams, the Seahawks, the Texans, they got to make their second or third round picks depending on where their first pick came in. And we all actually went through a live draft there. That was really fun. So make sure to go check that out. I think you guys are very much going to enjoy who I selected for the Rams. Makes a lot of sense and could potentially have been one of the names that I did mention in the first segment there from one of the listener mock drafts. So that takes us into the next listener mock draft. And this one was from my guy, Tyler Fulgham at Tyler underscore Fulgham. And he actually sent me one a few weeks ago and we did cover it on this podcast and I thought it was a tremendous draft. So fun to get to see another one here. He used the PFF mock draft simulator. Number 57 went with center Landon Dickerson from Alabama and then traded with the Tennessee Titans with the 88th pick, moving that to the 100th spot from Tennessee. Goes with Kendrick Green, the guard and center out of Illinois. 103 linebacker Chaz Surratt from UNC. 126 from Tennessee as well. Wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan. 141 cornerback Kerry Vincent Jr. from LSU. 209 tight end Trey McKitty from Georgia. And 252 edge rusher Malik Herring also from Georgia. So very interesting draft. I like the Landon Dickerson pick at 57. Everyone knows how I feel about him at this point in time. A little bit different of a center prospect than a guy like Kendrick Green who we've talked about a lot. Dickerson is probably a better fit for a power blocking man blocking type of scheme up front but you know I think he's versatile enough to do both in terms of zone blocking as well as man blocking he's got the power he's got that very good rotational strength as well as torque so definitely a guy that I love obviously we've mentioned it many times here the physicals and the lengthy injury history are obviously something to look out for and could very well either be the reason he goes way higher than expected or way lower than expected but In terms of just the talent, because that's all we're privy to, we don't have the information on his medicals. The guy's a stud. Love that pick. Kendrick Green, again, talked about him many times. Interesting that you went back-to-back offensive linemen. I really like that. I think you can never go wrong with fortifying those guys up front. Probably means that one of those guys is going to have to play guard. Maybe Kendrick Green, because he does have a lot of guard experience. But very interesting to see the difference in those guys in terms of what they do best. But again, I love addressing the offensive line. You can't go wrong there. Chad Surratt, another addition to the linebacker room. The first one in this draft, I like that too. A little bit raw of a prospect, a little bit older, not the most dynamic athlete, but you know the Rams obviously have a very thin room when it comes to that linebacker room, so can't go wrong with an addition there. Could very well be a starter as a rookie too, so can't go wrong with that pick. 126, Dwayne Eskridge, I love this pick. Might be my favorite pick of this draft in terms of the value. I think he's like a Deshaun Jackson light style of a wide receiver can do a lot of yak stuff can take the top off of a defense as a vertical weapon very fast can return punts can return kicks I think you're getting amazing value with that spot and then moving into the last three picks a lot of positional stuff I very much like that as well you get a cornerback and carry Vincent Jr a tight end and Trey McKitty and an edge rusher and Malik Herring cornerback and edge obviously needs specifically at that nickel spot Troy Hill leaves so obviously an opening for a starting corner Edge rusher could use more bodies, of course. We know that Leonard Floyd is maybe the only established starter there, so can never go wrong with throwing bodies at that spot. And Trey McKitty, the tight end, was maybe one of the most 
impressive players at the senior bowl i kept my eye on him all week and he was absolutely dominating everyone in coverage he made more one-handed catches in those senior bowl practices i think than i've seen any other player ever make so very impressive week for him clearly a guy that i think could be a lot better as a pro than he was a college player and so this draft very good for me gets an a minus well done tyler and that takes us into the last mock draft that we're going to cover for this episode and that is from jordan rodriguez she published her second seven round mock draft on the athletic and if you guys don't have a subscription there i'm guessing you probably can't see it so it's gonna be nice to actually get me to share it with you guys so with this one she went with no trades the first one i believe she did have trades i can't recall if she did or not but this one straightforward going with Number 57, Ifatu Melifanwu, the cornerback from Syracuse. Number 88, Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver from Western Michigan. Number 103, Drew Dahlman, the center from Stanford. Number 141, Brandon James, tackle from Nebraska. And number 209, Shaka Tony, the edge rusher from Penn State. And the final pick at number 252, Sidarius Hutcherson, guard out of South Carolina. This is an interesting draft, obviously. She goes cornerback with the first pick. That is not a surprise at all. I think it's sort of trending in this direction that the Rams are probably going to go with a cornerback early, and that's something to keep in mind with this draft, right? The names are maybe not what matters so much, but the positional value, the positions that are actually addressed at what time in the draft they are addressed, that's the kind of stuff to take note of in these mock drafts because that is typically the stuff that maybe not happens in real life, but it kind of gives us an idea of what to expect in certain picks, in certain ranges there. If the Rams do ultimately move up for a player, move back for a player, maybe we can know that you know they might be targeting someone in that cornerback position with the first pick. And ultimately, I think it kind of gives us a better range of outcomes for what may happen at every pick. So going cornerback early, I like that. Like I mentioned, I think it's a very low-key, underrated potential pick there with the first one for the Rams. She goes with Melifanwu, a bigger corner, a physical guy, a good mover for his size, and the brother of former UConn cornerback slash safety, Obi Melifanwu, who was one of the all-time great athletes at his position going into the combine. He absolutely blew it out of the water, so definitely has the bloodlines there. I haven't gotten to personally watch him. I think he's probably better as a boundary corner, though, so I don't know where he exactly fits in their potential cornerback room but I definitely love the addition of a cornerback there she moves on to Dwayne Eskridge with the next pick I've talked about Eskridge on this podcast many times love this pick I think he's a very underrated wide receiver prospect here so definitely someone to look out for maybe the most intriguing name of this draft class here in my opinion is Drew Dahlman the center of Stanford which she suggested the Rams could take at 103 and that is because like I mentioned, went to Stanford. And if you guys recall, the new offensive line coach for the Rams, Kevin Carberry, a former offensive line coach for Stanford. So if there are any two prospects to look out for in this draft, Drew Dahlman, probably one of them, Walker Little, left tackle from Stanford as well, another one to look out for. There's a very good chance that one of these guys are potential picks for the Rams. She goes with the center, makes a lot of sense. They don't have a current starting center. Austin Blythe takes off in free agency. There's obviously a big hole there. So Dahlman could be the potential starting center for the Rams and getting him in the mid rounds here, late third round. I think that's amazing value. You get a starting center at that spot. You can never go wrong. The last few picks, she gets a tackle in Brendan James. I like that. An edge rusher in Shaka Tony, who was at the senior bowl, has a lot of work to do, but ultimately another good high value position there. And Sidarius Hutcherson, the last pick at guard, again, addressing needs, throwing bodies at the positions that the Rams may be a little bit lighter at. And I think that's always a good strategy because 
These late round picks, not very likely to pan out. So you may as well go get guys that are going to help you fill out your depth chart where maybe it's a little bit light. Maybe an injury could impact that position a lot more. So it makes a lot of sense to address those positions. I like where she headed with this draft class. And it's very interesting to note where she actually went within specific positions when it comes to those picks. And that's a fascinating topic because we're going to touch on that in the last segment here. We're going to talk about some dream and nightmare scenarios for the Rams with that 57th overall pick in the second round of the 2021 NFL Draft. And make sure to keep checking back in with us here at the Locked on Rams podcast. We're going to continue our offseason coverage and our draft coverage for the Los Angeles Rams over the next few weeks. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You heard me correctly. That is 20 years. We know there's no better time than right now to support family-owned businesses with this whole strange COVID-related pandemic stuff that's going on. So we got to make sure to keep trying to do that as best as we can. And if you are a person who likes to do it yourself or a professional and you're just looking for reliably low prices, you should go check out Rock Auto. Just go to their website and check out all of their available parts. It's a never-ending list. And I bet if your car needs it, there's a good chance that they have it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you today through the 26th listen to the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by locked on and odyssey featuring analysis from nfl experts michael irvin jason lockenfora and brian baldinger our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts odyssey is your audio home for all these sports podcasts music and news that matter to you That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Welcome to the final segment of this Tuesday edition, Tuesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for sticking around and making it to the final segment here. And I did mention before the break that we're going to take a look at the potential dream and nightmare scenarios from my point of view, in my opinion. I've obviously gotten to watch a lot of these prospects, so I have maybe differing opinions when it comes to certain players from you know, different draft boards, different media members, different NFL draft analysts. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on certain players. So these are my potential dream and nightmare scenarios. I'll share a dream, then hop over to a nightmare, and then maybe another two or three for each. So the number 57 overall pick, I think the Rams have a very good draft pick there. It's in the bottom half near the end of the second round, obviously. So probably going to weed out a lot of the elite style of players. And I'm going to try to keep this somewhat realistic. So, you know, I'm not going to mention a dream scenario like, yeah, I would love for the Rams to get Quiddy Pay at that pick. Of course, I would love a starting day one edge rusher at that spot, but just don't think it's realistic that he drops there. So we're going to try to keep this somewhat realistic. And at number 57, the first dream scenario, in my opinion, would be Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback from Florida State dropping there, probably not a great chance that he does. Now, the best possibility of that happening is simply because of his size. Not a very big guy. I think he measures in probably somewhere around 5'9", 5'10", and that's going to move him into the nickel spot for just a lot of teams. A lot of teams are not going to be comfortable playing a guy like that on the boundary just because of his size, but I really don't think it limits him. You know, he's a very, very talented corner. I think he's very bouncy, has a lot of agility can stay in the hip pockets of receivers that get in and out of routes very quickly think he has very good ball skills very good speed very physical for his size so the size does not matter to me and even if it does ultimately the Rams do have two very good boundary corners in Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams so you plug a guy like that into the nickel spot you set it and forget it type of thing and ultimately 
your cornerback room, your secondary group picks up right where they left off last year. And as we know, that defense really carried the Rams into the playoffs and through the Seattle game, obviously in the playoffs was clearly the number one reason why the Rams went as far as they did last season. So I think you have to target a high value position there and a cornerback that's a very good prospect like Asante Samuel Jr. That's a home run pick in my opinion. The first nightmare scenario for me is Dylan Moses, the linebacker from Alabama. I feel like a lot of people really like Dylan Moses. I'm not really sure why, to be quite honest with you. I think he's very limited in terms of the stuff that he's done on the field. Now, they'll always point back to that 2018 season and talk about the pre-ACL tear. Dylan Moses was a different player, a lot better, a lot higher ceiling, but it's been a long time since we've seen that guy, first of all. And second of all, The tape ultimately just does not speak great volumes in my opinion. I think he's very limited in terms of his coverage ability and that's the number one thing I'm looking for for linebackers, off-ball linebackers, inside linebackers. You need to be able to contribute as a pass coverage defender and if you cannot do that, you're probably not going to play much in the NFL or you're not even going to make it to the NFL. So that is the very first thing and I think he's very limited in that regard. And then number two, just doesn't look like a dynamic athlete or a dynamic playmaker. I think he's very average, very meh in a lot of different areas. So that would be somewhat of a nightmare-ish scenario for me. Not to mention that the off-ball linebacker spot is just not a very valuable position. We've seen it last year. The Rams had maybe the worst off-ball linebackers in the NFL and still had the best defense in the NFL. So really tells you what that position is worth in terms of defensive performance. The next legitimate, realistic potential scenario that could be considered a dream for me at number 57 would be left tackle Dylan Radins or any center prospect between Landon Dickerson or Creed Humphrey. I would love any of these guys. I talk about how much you need to invest in that offensive line so much on this podcast. And these are three players that I think could walk into your building and start from day one. Now, Radins wouldn't really probably be able to play until Andrew Whitworth retires because I think his best spot is at left tackle, a lot better of an athlete and in pass pro kind of sitting and catching guys as opposed to being that physical, nasty, mean guard or tackle that you can kick inside or outside. So probably would need to wait for Whitworth to retire, but you can never go wrong with having a backup tackle that's that good. And then the center's Either of those guys start from day one, Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, a little bit different. I think Dickerson might be a little bit better in terms of the actual player, but Creed Humphrey a lot safer. So I think there's a chance that all of these guys could be here, maybe one or two gone. I would say either Creed Humphrey or Raidens are potentially going to be out of this range in that order. I think it's from most likely to least likely to be available would be Landon Dickerson, Dylan Raidens, and then Creed Humphrey. So kind of getting options there, but Maybe not going to be available, so we'll see. It's obviously a guessing game, but I definitely think the offensive line should be in play at this position. Moving to the nightmare scenario, I think two guys that would scare me or terrify me at this spot, wide receiver Anthony Schwartz and offensive tackle Walker Little, I think there's a good chance that they might honestly take one of these guys, specifically Schwartz. Now, I mentioned Little earlier in this podcast. He went to Stanford as a left tackle, has that connection with Kevin Carberry, the current offensive line coach for the Rams. So there is that familiarity there. He only has one year of college production, and that terrifies me. Not only that, but I thought from his tape, clearly a good athlete, clearly a good mover, but did not get all that good depth in his past sets. And not only that, but I thought his balance was absolutely terrible. That is something that I just don't know how you fix. Now, moving to Schwartz, you know, the Rams don't need a starting receiver. So that is obviously the first worry in terms of the positional value there. Probably not going to see the field for a while. And then you look at the actual ability of the player. 
Schwartz, great deep threat. I mean, the guy might be the fastest player in this draft class, runs a legitimate 4-2 40-yard dash, and has some special teams value maybe, but I don't know, man. This guy cannot get in and out of breaks. I think he's very, very linear. A guy like Andy Isabella of the Arizona Cardinals, and clearly, you know, Isabella has not done all that great of a job transitioning to the NFL. I don't think that these guys are very capable of being legitimate wide receivers. Maybe just guys that run straight, take the top off the defense. And, you know, that's fine. There's a spot for that. There's a role for that. But do you really want to spend the 57th overall pick on a wide receiver five that can only do one or two things for you? That's going to be very limited in terms of what he offers you. And on a team that could use a starting center, maybe another starting edge rusher, a starting linebacker, a bunch of different positions. So I think that would be somewhat of a nightmare scenario. And ultimately, the Rams would have a lot better value addressing that wide receiver spot either with a different player or at a different position in the draft, maybe a little bit later, saving those earlier round picks, that number one 57th overall pick for a position that absolutely should be a day one starter for this team. That is all we got for you guys on this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys as always for listening and make sure to keep checking back here with the Locked on Rams podcast as well as at the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey. Make sure you guys go listen to that. We're going to publish five picks every single day throughout the first round. So it's going to be fun to get your guys' reaction in terms of how the draft shook out and what you guys think of the picks. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBZMEP or you can find the page at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.